Hello there, Flash, but you can call me JD. And ahoy, I'm Colin Buck Hunter, also known as Just Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 93. Welcome. Ahoy. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, comic books themselves. You name it, we probably talk about it. Finally, 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 comic books are back coming out. We are so excited to go over, well, only two new comics, but comics are back, <laughs> yeah. which is a major win. After and two months. Ne- ne- yes, yes, after a few months of uh, comic book list weeks. Uh, it's funny, I was telling Hunter before we recorded that... You know, I, I I always felt like when we're buying comics weekly, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm spending so much money, my pocket hurts, oh, why is it so expensive? And then in these, you know, few weeks where we weren't spending anything, I was just like, I miss comics so much, please come I back. I really did. Like, I was excited to go to the comic store this week. I went a few times, or I went once last week just to get go trade hunting, but shopping in an actual store beats shopping online every day. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And I, I think there's something fulfilling about, you know, digging through the shelves and trying to find those deals and steals. You know, we're going to be sharing a lot of them on the Comic Book Hunters account. If you haven't seen on Instagram, we have a new account called at the Comic Book Hunters where we kind of post uh, cool issues that we got. And it's going to be trades as well. I got a cool post coming up soon about a trade. Uh, but I got a trade coming up. Might actually be out by now if you're listening to this, the Thor trade issue or post i mean but yeah it's just it's a cool account that gd thought of where it's for us to share our stories of how we got these comics because a lot of times you get these this rare issue and nobody cares but this is for those that you do care (laughs) well well and and pretty much you know i don't expect this to really get any followers i mean it's already got like uh, almost 300 which is pretty cool like i'm shocked that many people are actually interested but uh, you know, it, this is kind of like why I started History of the Flash in the beginning, because I just had no one to talk to about my comic books because my friends didn't care about it. So yeah. I need somewhere to like output this. And I'm like, hmm, why don't I just start an account for it? You know, I can post about, wow, I got this issue. It was really cool. And, you know, I could see what people see uh, say. Yeah. I talked about how I got my flash forward uh, comp issue and people were like, that's badass. That's cool. So. I talked about how I got the first appearance of Nightwing for a dollar. People like that. So I, so I thought that was really cool. But anyway, getting back to the original point, uh, shopping for trades in a shop is awesome. So it's great that shops are reopening kind of. Mine was still curbside pickup for this this week's comics. And I think it's going to be the same next week just because New York is a bit different than anywhere else when it comes to reopenings. But I'm hoping to be able to actually get inside the shop soon. But, I mean, it's not so bad. You know, I basically just have to drive there, wait at the curb, and call them and be like, hey, I'm out front. Let me get my order. So, it feels like oh, a drive-thru. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically cool. is. I actually got to go in my store. I live by a very, very small comics store. But they do have all the latest issues. So, it's nice. I go in there. Only one guy works there, actually. So, it's pretty calm inside. So, I go in, and he usually has the comics ready for me set aside. Like, he only pretty much orders single issues if you're a regular customer unless it's a big event like when metal was happening there was metal all over the shelves but for this week where we have red hood number 45 and justice league number 44 uh he just had those set aside for me just in case it's on the shelf some kid walks in and grabs it i still have an issue so it's smaller it's more low-key but i get to go inside which is nice yeah, yeah, and and it's uh you know it's important to support these shops, big or small, during these tough times. I mean, they just went through about a month of making no money. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you have issues that you have to pick up, or you're you know you want to make sure to support your shop, go buy a trade or go buy some bag and boards. Go get something if if you can to help support your shop and let them stay open. I mean, 
uh, Hunter Shop, for example, could have easily closed down during all this just because it's not big enough yeah, to sustain so a month of making no money. So uh, make sure you support your shops. It's important. And uh, yeah, so it's, so we're glad comics are, to get the, we got to the long way of getting to this. Comics shops are back open and we're very happy. And though this week was a small week, next week is supposed to be a big week of comics. And I'm very excited for that. Some Flash issues coming out finally. So happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so uh, the, anyway, the, ep- the this episode layout is going to be uh, we're gonna, we got a lot of things to talk about. It's uh, as opposed cool to week. last so, week, as opposed to last week where we yeah. did not record because there was nothing to talk about. So the big thing on everyone's mind is the Snyder Cut, which we'll be talking about first. We'll also be talking about the comics of the week, which he mentioned, uh, Justice League and Red Hood. And then we watched the first episode of Stargirl, so we will review that. You can check the timestamps if you want to skip ahead, or if you just want to listen to the whole thing, just keep listening. So uh, we'll start with the Snyder Cut. It is officially happening. I did not get to watch the live stream, but Hunter did. So Hunter, take it away. Tell us about the live stream. Okay, so I watched the end of it. So it was a Man of Steel watch party. That's what it was advertised as. That's what it was promoted as. No Snyder Cut hints really there, except a lot of people that worked on Justice League were saying, like, watch this live stream. You're going to want to watch this because there's a Q&A at the end. You could ask some questions. And a lot of blue ticks on Twitter were saying that. So that gave a lot of people hope. So I ended up watching it, and I was in a group chat with some people that I thought everyone was going to be watching it, but it was actually just me and two other people. And so we were talking the whole time. So I it started at 8 a.m. Pacific time, which is pretty early to watching all of Man of Steel. I believe it was like the full movie, too. So I ended up, I didn't get up right away to watch the whole thing, but I ended up watching the end with Zack Snyder and his wife, Debbie. So I think it's his wife. But yeah, yeah uh, he, we, he went over the movie. I watched, I when I tuned in, it was just about to start the final fight in Metropolis with Zod, where the city's kind of destroyed. But it was cool. He was just telling the story of how like they had Henry all in the wires and everything and how this was the most interesting thing to write out as opposed to filming. He liked filming the Smallville fight the best, but he think this was the most fun to plan because he wanted to scatter Easter eggs like the LexCorp truck and the Wayne Enterprise uh, satellite and stuff like that. So in general, it was just Man of Steel. But afterwards, he's like, all right, we're going to do some Q&As now. And then he was on Zoom, so he's like, let's have some fans maybe join in on the call. And right off the bat, Henry Cavill joins. And that was, it was unexpected, but he just comes on as if he's like a fan. And I, I mean, it was hype. I mean, it's not like a huge crowd was there, but you could feel the hype when he came on because he was smiling and Zach was smiling like they had something planned. And they start talking about filming the movie together. One thing that was cool to note before I get to the snare thing is he felt like, Superman is the most important character, fictional character ever made, and he's so proud to play him, which makes it seem like that he's not quitting Superman, and how putting on the suit for the first time, he expected to feel a little bit ridiculous, but when he walked out of his trailer, he felt empowering as everyone stared at him in silence. So that was cool to know. And then eventually some, I think their fans joined the call. It was about 10 people. I don't actually know who they were. One of them knew Henry, though, and was like, hey, Henry, glad to see you again. But the rest seemed like fans, and a lot of them were wearing mm-hmm. like Snyder Cut shirts. So uh, they were just asking questions to Man of Steel, and it got to the point where it's like about an hour passes, and they're all talking about Man of Steel, and everyone's kind of thinking like, oh no, maybe like all these people on Twitter were saying to join this live stream just because Henry's in it, and he's the surprise. And so the last person 
who had the nerve. The last fan said, are we ever going to see the Snyder Cut? And Zach was a little uneventful about that question. He was just like, I mean, it's not up to me. It's up to the studio. If it was up to me, I'd like put it on a flash drive and hide somewhere for some person to find a leak online. <laughs> but, you know, it's not up to me. And then Hangry started talking about, like, I'd like to see a version without the mustache. And then they all, like, just kind of giggle. And then Zach's just like, all right, well, that's that's the end of the, the little q and uh, I'll just... Your heart like watching this, right? Yeah, like, I was oh, like, no, well, it didn't get announced. Basically, I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. What was the point of that? And then Hangry starts going like, Zach, you should show them. You should actually show them. And Zach's like, oh, okay. And then he like spends maybe like a solid minute trying to figure out how Zoom works, trying to flip his camera. <laughs> and you see like just a close up of his face. He's like, how do I, how do I do this? And he flips <laughs> the camera and you see on his TV like Zack Snyder's Justice League, all the posts that you can see on social media. You see that image of the black and white poster where it says this, his name on it. It says HBO Max 2021. And then everyone in the call went all nuts. They got all hyped. And I was hyped alone in my kitchen watching this. <laughs> but uh, the, It's going to be HBO Max. Zack Snyder explained that the reason it's coming out next year is because upon telling him that they're going to actually release it on there, they just gave him a budget like this week to finish the special effects and everything. So, Darkseid is going to be in this, but he he is CGI, but it's not complete. So, he was just given, like, a couple, like, a lot 20, of money. 20, 20 to 30. 20, 30 million dollars to finish this movie, finish Darkseid CGI, maybe upgrade Steppenwolf's a bit, because he did kind of look like a video character at a time. Steppenwolf, mm-hmm. I know he, like, sucks as a villain, but he is going to be in Snyder's version of the movie still, just more of a minor role instead of a main villain. And... Zack Snyder started to explain that the theatrical version is only about 10% of his version of the movie. Which is is insane, by the way. Mm -hmm. And he even said that if Corona, like, ends up going down or anything, and he has a chance, he might be doing a few reshoots of himself. You didn't say who was going to be in those reshoots, but Henry was, like, smiling during that. So maybe more Superman scenes. Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, I, I thought I saw online that he also reached out to Ray Fisher Cyborg about uh, doing reshoots. So, and yeah. Ray Fisher was like, I think like he said like Ray Fisher was the first one I called, and of course he was in because you know he's, he's obsessed seen. with Snyder. So, <laughs> yes. uh, but yeah, but yeah this, this is extremely exciting. Um, and then also they announced that it will either be a four-hour cut or six like chapters of like episodes. So, like a TV show. Yeah. What, what would you what rather? Would you, I. <laughs> 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 what would you prefer? Jinx. Um, I think I rather the movie, to be honest. I we kind of know the plot already from Zack Snyder kind of obsessing over social media these past few years, posting images and talking, answering every question ever asked about it. So I feel like we kind of know what's gonna happen. So I think I rather just the movie. I wouldn't want like twenty minutes, like a, maybe twenty thirty minutes, and then wait till next week, kind of thing. Because in yeah. the end, this was shot as a movie, not a show. Yeah. So it might be difficult. Have you ever watched like a movie on a TV channel and the commercials come on oh, very it's, suddenly? It's killer. It's killer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't have things to like separate the scenes to start the commercial, start the next episode kind of thing. So I'd rather a movie. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I'd rather a movie as well. I mean, listen, I made it through all three Godfather films, which are like three hours each. I made it through all three Lord of the Rings films, which are like three hours each. I, I think I can make it through a four hour movie. Yeah, just like get ready for it. <laughs> you gotta have like be patient and just 
I think I'll be entertained the whole time. I mean, this is coming from someone that loved the theatrical release of Justice League on his first watch. And kind same, of same here. <laughs> on the first watch, me and Hunter were like, this is the best movie ever. And then we watched it the second time. We're like, all right, that was that was pretty good. I mean, it, it was, you know, it was, it was all right. <laughs> it happened. And then the third time we were like, what did I just watch? <laughs> and looking Wait. back at it now, we're like, what were we thinking? That was horrible. Yeah. But now it's happening. Like, we're actually going to get the Snyder Cut. Did you think we were going to see this? Honestly, no. I, I never thought it was going to come down to, like, the Snyder Cut actually releasing. I mean, I, I know, like, they, like the Warner Brother execs and all that, you know, people obviously knew about the release, the Snyder Cut movement. I mean, you couldn't mm. go through a comment section without seeing it. So... You know, people knew about it, but I just thought, you know, it's never going to happen because why would they release it? You know, you're moving on with the DCEU or World of DC, whatever it's called now, right? You're moving on, you recast some people already, and you were moving forward. So why go back? Because my thought, and my still my thought is, what does this set the table for? You know, um, yeah. for example, th- there was a tweet today about... Uh, um, like somebody replying to AT and like one of the AT and T accounts that was like, uh, like the Snyder Cut is releasing, and it's like uh, release the Iyer cut next, which is uh, David Iyer from Suicide Squad. Which mm-hmm. there's been some things about like his cut of Suicide Squad is very different, and though that's not as what not definitely not as big as the Snyder Cut. Movie, no, there is that hashtag definitely has gone around of release the Iyer cut, mm-hmm. and uh, the the AT and T account replied like uh, one project at a time. So. Does this mean we could see a different version of Suicide Squad? Meaning, like, we're seeing the extended. Ver- I guess this is why they call it the DCEU, the DC Extended Universe, because we need all the extended <laughs> cut of the movies. Yeah. God, God, that felt like a Blurred Vision 2016 meme. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> um, and, and anyway, um, it, it seems like, you know, w- what does this set the table for? I mean, I saw people online already that are like, we could bring Ben Affleck back for a Batman movie on HBO Max. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know about all that. That's it's- the one thing that fans are going to be disappointed for because Snyder Cut's going to happen. I'm sure it'll be great, but it's going to likely end setting up things for these heroes that we may never see again. I guarantee it's going to end with like something set up for Batfleck, something set up for Superman. You know, all these things that we may not even see. It's going to lead. It's going to end on sort of a cliffhanger in a way. Oh, kind of. We kind of know the ending, actually. Uh, Joe Mangalian. Yeah. yeah. He tweeted that we're going to see the real end credit scene. So the Deathstroke end credit scene. Which has always been rumored to have been a fight scene between uh, Deathstroke and Batman, which if it is, I cannot wait. I mean, imagine a warehouse type fight scene between Batfleck and Joe Maginello's Deathstroke. I mean, that could be one of the best Batman fights of all time. Exactly. So he kind of hinted at it with emojis. He did a bat emoji, Batman, skull emoji, Deathstroke, and a sword meaning fight, maybe? Uh, we yeah. don't fully know what this is his, but we do know is that the end credit scene we saw was actually shot by Josh Whedon. But the end credit scene that Zach did is still similar because it is on a boat and Jesse Eisenberg's Luther is involved. But it's a completely different boat and apparently Luther's going to have some bodyguards that kind of get in Deathstroke's way for a little bit. So the rumor of Batman being there is heavy because... The Deathstroke suit was for, first revealed by Ben Affleck on his social media. And that, do you remember that post? That was so hype. That I was being like crazy. Like me just scrolling through like 2017 Instagram, and like all of a sudden seeing like it was it was like a behind the scenes. It looked like it was shot in like a warehouse, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden like Deathstroke 
It's like, isn't it like him recording like a TV screen as well? He is recording a TV screen that's hooked yeah, up to yeah. a camera. So, so, I, so I remember seeing that and I'm like, oh my God, Deathstroke is coming. The Batfleck movie is going to be the best Batman movie since The Dark Knight. This is insane. <laughs> like that, that was the most hype video. I can remember seeing that on everyone's Instagram story. I even posted it. Yeah. I'm a comic account, but I posted that. I don't even post movie stuff, but I was so hyped for that. Yeah. Like it was insane. Like I know Deathstroke's a Teen Titans villain. Like, he's not a Batman villain. And I disagree with people that say he's a Batman villain. But he works so well with Batman. <laughs> like, those two characters work really well on against each other. So, oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, since 2013, I've wanted the Arkham Origins Deathstroke versus uh, Batman fight to see it in live action. So, you know, just the idea of an end credit scene with Ben versus Joe. I mean, there's just so much hype. And if for some reason they were to do something with with ben on hbo max which i think is a 99.99 percent chance would never happen but if for some reason it was to sign me up i'm there 100 i mean i think you just jinxed it in a good way remember when we said joker movies not gonna happen that, 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 that's true that's true i uh i'm the jinx of this but yeah, so uh, thank you <laughs> I, I, either way i'm very interested to see the snyder cut i'm uh hopeful in it i, I don't know i mean i think that justice league was kind of doomed from the start so this could end up still not being that great but as someone who loves man of steel and loves batman vs superman and no apologies to that i i do love both movies me too i I I agree i i I get that some people don't love them it's not their cup of tea i listen i have some problems with it but at the end of the day i have so many great memories associated with those movies so me too uh, you know you know it's it's like great to see that vision keep going and um i know our friend caleb comic savior has mentioned uh you know what if they did the rest of snyder's vision from the storyboards making it into a a comic and i think that would be pretty cool um i know and i I know there would be people that would be interested in it um brett booth the artist known for his flash work in the new 52 and flash forward and all that titans uh he is a huge snyder cut fan on twitter and he's very much into the man of steel batman vs superman that whole like snyder verse so if they really needed a comic book artist to draw the remaining thing like justice league 2 and whatever else was in snyder's vision i i bet you brett booth would be interested in doing it yeah he'd probably do be it cool just to release them as like either issues or just straight up novels i think would be cool i'd read them either way so yeah, yeah I, I am. I, I mean, well. yeah, I'm the same way. I love BVS. I love Man of Steel. I see the flaws. I totally understand if you don't like it, but I love them so much. I love them more than most superhero movies out there. Both Man of Steel and BVS are in my top ten or top five favorite superhero movies in general. I'd say. So I understand that you don't like it if you're listening and you hate these movies. I understand that they do. <laughs> I do have problems myself, but the hype leading up to it and just the time where I watched it for the first time, maybe it just. It blew my mind. I remember being so excited from the moment BBS was announced all the way to oh, the, today. The San Diego Comic-Con announcement was so amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get chills thinking back to that. That was exactly. so cool. I mean, that was at a time where we didn't even know the DC universe would even have like a cinematic universe like Marvel. This was at the time where the Avengers movie like just came out. So yeah. Marvel was the only ones doing this. And they announced a Man of Steel sequel and then showed a Batman symbol on the poster. That, oh, that blew so awesome. everyone's mind. I know that it... The hype didn't reach most of you, but man, it reached me. (laughs) So seeing like this Zach's vision extend, I know we know a lot about it. Like there's a lot of things I disagree with too. Lois Lane dying in the Batcave by Darkseid. I hate that. I don't like that at all. But I mean, maybe they could change some things up a bit. Maybe Snyder (laughs) will maybe 
tamper with the script a little bit since I'm in the end I don't Justice League 2 will ever happen so it's okay to change it up a bit if you're making a comic Ooh, speaking of his uh, vision Apparently, we are getting a lot more nightmare scenes in Snyder, and and I he- I heard that as well. That's interesting. Um, I'm I'm just I'm very interested to see the Snyder cut at this point. You know, I four hours of we only seen ten percent of it. I'm very interested. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of hype that's going to come from it, and expect the review on a hero story when it comes out in 2021. And I I will very likely rewatch Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman leading up to it to kind of. Set the table too. for myself. Oh, and I haven't watched Man of Steel and BVS in a long time, so it'll be good. Oh, I've watched me. Uh, I've watched Man of Steel recently. It's been a bit since I watched BVS, but I'll probably watch it again pretty soon. It's probably, it's probably been over like a year and a half for both for me, which oh, is crazy. Because <laughs> I, I love both. Yeah, I, I, I think kind of uh, putting time between the rewatches kind of just builds the hype up again. Yeah, that's true. Oh. I've come to a point where I could. I feel like I've memorized a lot of lines in BVS. Oh, so have I. Well. Even going into the movie, I remember like knowing so many lines because I watched all the trailers at least a hundred times. I mean, <laughs> do you remember those BVS trailers? God, they were so hype. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Do you know the YouTuber J Roar back in the day? No, I don't think he I do. He was this like DC YouTuber who would like react to you know movie trailers, and I remember he would react to all the BVS trailers. Like I would watch the BVS trailer, and then I'd go right to J Roar's channel to see his reaction. Like he would like break his chair, like because he was so hyped <laughs> for BVS. Like I, I, I could always remember his reactions to that, and then he ended up blocking me on Instagram. All, all I said was he, he posted somebody's content and I was like oh you didn't give credit and then he blocked me which little, a little pathetic but his move his uh, videos back in the day used to be pretty entertaining but anyway yeah those BBS <laughs> trailers were something else oh my god so much hype yeah I guess that's a good point memorizing from those trailers I even quote the movies all the time and people don't even know that I'm quoting it like every time I have to if someone's like do you believe me I quote Batflix like I believe you Oh, and, I do that all the time. And I and I do the I believe you. And then they I, look at me like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I mean it's just it's well delivered. It's a well delivered line and I'm gonna quote it. Even though you don't have to know it's BVS reference. Well, I'll the, just the, do one it. I, the one I do all the time is uh when when someone says like, Oh, people suck, and then I go, Men are still good. <laughs> we fight, <laughs> we kill, we betray one another. But we could do better. We have to. I just, you know, oh the BVS. Just go the whole line. Oh. <laughs> If you seek his monument, look around you. Ah, so good. I yeah, even just you just to make conversation, you just start saying quotes like Mama baked me a cake, call me a hero. Just start talking about that. The scene of uh Clark seeing his dad on the mountain. i I know that entire story that his dad says from like memory about how he oh, really? the horses by accident. I don't know why. Like I've, it's not like I've watched that scene a lot. I've watched it just the same amount of times I've watched the whole movie. I just know the story well. I but, thought it was but that a good story. Stuck with you. Yeah, it did. It just him accidentally drowning horses and being called a hero, but realizing that he ended up accidentally killing a horse. For Oops. for me, I, I actually end up memorizing a lot of the uh, not so top scenes. So I'll be like, "Hope is a lot like your car keys. Sometimes <laughs> you got to dig around, but it's always there." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, I know. Even though I, I do. I you know I I don't like the Justice League theatrical cut. I do, and I hate that opening sequence. But I do like the line of "Hope is like a river because it winds," and as he's doing the logo, I think that's a cool concept. It is, yeah, it is a cool but, concept. I mean, even but I can't stop like, looking at his face when he's saying it. So, <laughs> like, I don't really like Jesse Eisenberg's Luther, but I'll still like if running late for something. I'll be like, when we came here, we had an hour. Now it's less. So, <laughs> I think his character yeah. is good. Just not as Luther. It's a good 
character you just can't think of it as luther and then you'll enjoy the movie more there there's there's some uh jesse eisenberg lex lines that i do uh martha 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 <laughs> yeah uh it's not in a certain line this makes me want to rewatch bbs right now to be honest too. <laughs> yeah let's pause the show go watch <laughs> yeah 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 let's go pause let's pause the recording and just watch bbs together um, but anyway so, so the snyder cut is coming a lot of news is coming out about that uh if you haven't seen it just go on any social media everyone's posting it uh but Snyder Cut is coming 2021. We haven't gotten a release date yet, but it'll be on HBO Max. Hopefully by then HBO Max is in Canada because as of right now, it's scheduled uh, not to be in Canada for the launch. Yeah, uh, I will I, I do anything. I will be in Canada, unlike how DC Universe has not come to Canada because I forget what it was, but they had a goal of like having 125 million subscribers by 2025, I want to say. And I mean, if you want that many, you're going to need to include every country. So Mm -hmm. instead of just one, I mean, like Disney Plus started off just in North America, I believe. Yeah. And for like six months, I would want to say. And now it's worldwide. Yeah, yeah. it it didn't go to it didn't go to uh, to Europe till I believe March, because I remember people in Europe weren't able to watch Mandalorian. Yeah, but I think it's worldwide now at this point and it hasn't even been around for a year yet. So if HBO Max, if like. Snyder Cut's a year away. HBO Max launches this week. So I'm guessing that it'll be there in time. I hope. Yeah, and, I, and, and, I'm, and I'm definitely hoping they kind of roll DC Universe into that because I'm someone who actually, I'm one of the few who actually pays for DC Universe currently. And uh, <laughs> I would be it, if it, it was it, in Canada. It's, it's a good streaming service for the comics. I, I love the digital comic library. It, it makes posting on my account so easy. And it makes, you know, uh, you know, being able to watch some old animated series nice. I remember I rewatched Superman the Animated Series on there and watched some other movies on there. Like, it, it has its moments, but it's not the best streaming service. It would be cool. Yeah, you know, it's cool that they got, like, Batman the Animated Series okay, and all yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. It, it would be cool if they kind of just roll it into uh, HBO Max, like, not getting rid of the digital comic library. That's my favorite part of it. So, yeah, because um, <laughs> if, if it could just be, like, a section of HBO Max, that'd be cool. I mean, granted, I'm Canadian, so I've never had it. But when it was announced, I thought every single DC property ever made would be on here. Well, thought, well, and that and that's how they pitched it. And then I look at it now, and it's got like, like six DC AMU movies, three of the animated series. Like, if you go in the movies and TV section, it's a little sad. I mean, they got all like all the originals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's strange. I thought we'd be able to watch like Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then right after BVS, Michael Keaton's Batman, Batman yeah. Beyond. I thought yeah. everything would be on here. Yeah, the weird thing about streaming is like they kind of like lease out certain titles to certain places. So like even like Disney Plus does this as well. I mean, even though they have a lot more Disney stuff, there are Disney titles that are on Netflix currently or on Hulu or whatever because they kind of like rent them out for a little bit. It's how streaming services make money other than subscription costs. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So. And even then, like you, there's still things that are technically published by Disney, but not on Disney Plus. There's no Spider-Man movies on there at all. Like not a single yeah. one, even Tobey yeah. Maguire, Amazing Spider-Man, Tom Holland, none of them are on there. So I thought that was kind of interesting. They even had they have on Disney Plus a Spider-Man section, and there's like they have a few animated series Spider-Man and Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> well, 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 because I think with the Sony deal, they own the TV Spider-Man, but they don't own the movie Spider-Man. So that's why the movies aren't on there, but all the TV shows are. Even the um like older tv shows that are on there yeah they even have the spider woman tv show which i think was only one season in the uh, yeah. 80s so interesting 
Wait, one question before we move on from the Snyder Cut. Do you think you'll ever watch the theatrical Justice League again? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be a tough watch, to be honest. I mean, I haven't rewatched it since. So I watched the uh, the three the three times in theaters, and then I haven't watched it since. And I Same. have a bad memory in my head, and I don't want to rewatch it. So I don't think I will. But maybe if I go through that torture. <laughs> yeah i think maybe if i got like two two hours and 20 minutes to just uh, absolutely waste i think i will actually i think i will when we're getting close to the snare cut just so it's kind of fresh in my minds when i watch the snare cut i could kind of spot the differences the hundreds of differences but i i might do it i might torture myself through it and watch it again i mean i I want to have fun during it it so bugs me when the opening Batman scene where it's just Batman on a Universal Studio set saying Alfred's name in front of a thug. But, you know, I'll, I'll be hating myself. But I think I'll watch it again just to, just to kind of come. Yeah. yeah. Snyder Cut's coming. Release the Snyder Cut is officially happening. Yeah, the Snyder Cut will be released. They gotta like change their hashtag. But uh, anyway, so that was the extended uh, Snyder Cut discussion. Uh, we'll we'll stick with the comic news because there actually is a little bit of news. Um, Ruby Rose out as Batwoman. This was uh, right. we don't have to talk about the song, but that was shocking. Yeah, um, to replace the lead, she said that she didn't really give a reason, but she was like saying that she's so thankful to you know everyone that was part of Batwoman and she's sorry about this, but yeah, it was she's a out. tough decision and all that. I, yeah. I, if I had to guess, it's probably because of the filming in Vancouver is just a lot. I know any actor who does a CW show talks about this. Like I listen to Michael Rosenbaum's uh, podcast occasionally. And when he had Tom Welling on there, uh, they were talking about when they were both on Smallville spending all that time in Vancouver, like, it, you know, you're filming, 12 to 16 hour days in Vancouver. So you have almost no time to yourself and you can't really go back to LA or wherever you live for too long because you're always filming. So you have to move I, to Vancouver. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to film, uh, move to Vancouver. So I, I, I would guess that's probably her reasoning, but uh, either way, kind of shocking and they're just going to recast. So uh, Batman and Batwoman both getting recasts uh, in the last few years. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. I I'm gonna be taking over, but uh, I just think it's bonkers to uh, try to change the leading role. I mean, at this point, I feel like you kind of just shift the show. I mean, especially because they just introduced what Bruce Wayne is gonna look like. I mean, maybe you can make it more of a Batman thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, also next year's crossover was gonna be just between Superman and Lois, which is a new show coming, and Batwoman. That was gonna be it. So yeah, so 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 it's kind of crazy that the crossover now has. N- almost nothing to stand on you have a show that is just starting and a show that just got recasted so it feels like it's just starting so this is a leap of faith uh, crossover huh yeah no kidding uh two actresses have started talking about batwoman saying they want to do it one being wallace day who uh she was on krypton <laughs> for oh, those yeah. who watched I that still watch i i understand like i've seen a few episodes and it, it is good like it got a budget but that's all that's all I know her from was Krypton. As well as Stephanie I might might butcher this name. Stephanie Stephanie Beatrice? Yeah, who plays Rosa Diaz. From in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. So yeah. I could see her playing it, personally, if she's okay with moving to Vancouver and to New York constantly since <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine was renewed for another season. So Yeah, I feel I feel like that would be tough to just do both uh Yeah, you know, especially because they're on opposite sides of 
the North America. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, either way, the show's getting recast. But uh, I just thought that was crazy. Like I saw the post and I was like, oh, that's got to be fake. And then I saw Eunice posted. I was like, oh, I guess it's real. Okay. Yeah, we're the flash. But, but anyway, an, an, another piece of news that I was shocked about, uh, Joshua Williamson is leaving The Flash, mm-hmm. uh, the current writer of The Flash, who's been writing since 2016. Joshua Williamson was on our show and everything. He's our buddy, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he, he is leaving The Flash title, which was absolutely shocking. Um, I did not see this coming at all. I mean, me it's, it's funny. The day before it happened... Somebody asked me, do you think Williamson's going to stop writing The Flash uh, after the 100th issue? And I was like, oh, no. Why would he stop? Like, there's no uh, end in sight. doesn't feel like he's building to a grand finale. And then the next day, it was finish line. I'm leaving The Flash. I was just like, <laughs> what? Like, Granted, I, 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 guess I, I guess I really am the jinx about that. <laughs> I said, are, no yeah. way he's leaving. And then he left. You got to stop talk. <laughs> Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, this isn't like such a negative thing, though. He's not like he was fired from the Flash or put off. He said it was his decision in the end. He also said that he has Flash stories that he could write forever at one point too. But we'll ignore that. But <laughs> he said this was his decision. He wanted to write 100 issues of the Flash, and although the titles changed to the 700s, the legacy numbers, ish, the issue that he's off will be his 100th and one issue. So technically, he made it to his goal. He's wrapping up his entire arc from the very first story with Godspeed to now. So it is his decision. He did sign a contract with DC to continue working for them. He is writing Batman and Superman right now, which is fantastic. Highly recommend it. And I can see him writing another book too, since he seems to be going back and forth with writing two books at once. I actually really like Josh Williamson's writing. Like he's- Yeah, well... So so to me, it kind of feels like DC's doing a little bit of a relaunch. So there's been uh, rumors that 5G is canceled. Thank God. I don't know if, I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Daz I had did. said that in the main bros, which I was like, uh, Crab Rave. Dun, 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 so dun, yeah, dun. for the listeners who don't know, 5G real quick was this plan that was leaked by DC and confirmed by several writers that it's happening where they would get rid of characters like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman and replace them with kind of random characters. But in the end, this was a thing that everyone thought was coming, but it might have been canceled at this point due to, I'm guessing, backlash. I mean, Back, backlash mixed with COVID, mixed with the departure of Didio, mixed with, mixed with or who backlash. knows what else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people like to read Bruce Wayne as Batman. We don't want to see that replaced unless it's like Dick Grayson or like a Robin. So yeah. it makes sense that it's being canceled, which this rumor of it being canceled has a... A lot of it's come from James Tinian, who was the writer of yeah. Batman, who said on Twitter during a fan question asking if he has plans after 100 issues. The original plan for Tinian was he's going to write up to issue 100 and then stop there and 5G begins. It's currently on issue 93, I think. Uh, after that, it's his run was going to end. But he answered a fan question saying that he does have plans after Batman reaches issue 100. So... Anyways, Joshua yeah. Williamson. <laughs> yeah, well, well, what I was going to say about Tinian is, uh, you know, it, it's pretty interesting that, like, he went from, oh, yeah, my, Bat- my Batman run is kind of just like a filler to, oh, no, I'm staying on. So, essentially just being like, okay, 5G is canceled. Got it. Um, but that makes me think that now Williamson will be taking over a book and kind of hunkering down. I'm curious what it would be. So, one of my followers uh, said in the DM that, um williamson would be cool to take over young justice and i was like you know what that would be pretty cool i think that would be a good pick for him 
Absolutely, um, get Bendis a break too. <laughs> He's writing well, so well, much. Well, and, and that's my thing that you know Bendis could use the one less book, I think, anyway. And his Young Justice didn't really seem to be going anywhere. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think Williamson could write a cool uh, Young Justice. He clearly has passion for people like Bart. And I think it would be cool to see his take on younger characters. I also think, although we haven't seen much of it, he does do good with teams. So a Perfect Storm is a flash arc that he did where it was the Flash family fighting Grodd. And the Flash family working together was fantastic. Batman Superman, although it's just Batman and Superman and no one else, those two just bounce off each other perfectly. So I think he's good. He does good with like friendship teams where they're teams, but they're also friends like Bruce and Clark. So Wally and Barry. So I could see that happening very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I want that. I want that. A yeah, lot, that, that, that'd, that'd be cool. Right. I, I was like, wow, like that, that uh, blew my mind. That'd be a really good fit for him. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway, uh, Williamson is going to be off the flash. He's finishing finish line. Um, I'm going to make a post about this in the future. I don't know when I got to find time to actually do research on it, but he definitely has one of the longest flash runs. Cause I was thinking really? like, okay, cause Jeff wrote flash from flash number 164 to flash number 225. Mark Wade wrote it from 64 to like 129 and then he came back for 141 or 143 to like 162 I think and yeah. then he came back. So like I I'm I'm going to calculate like all the issues and stuff but I think he's definitely got to be top 3 for amount of flash issues written if I'm excluding yeah. like the uh, silver age and all that. Yeah, I was going to say like gold even golden age silver age those are probably really long <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try i mean we'll see how my editing skills go but i'm gonna try to make like a cool like infographic that kind of shows like from 19 1987 on how long each run has gone i think that could be a cool post but uh yeah it's uh I, I, either way shocking that williamson is off a little sad because you know he has been good to the flash and you know i've given him crap for some stories but overall i gotta say williamson's a really cool guy he talked to us which was really awesome mm -hmm. and uh his flash stories i mean he has had some gems and i think his run will definitely be remembered among the you know top five flash runs of all time i think yeah he he had a rocky start but he did really good after perfect yeah. storm and like Almost every arc has been really enjoyable. When I pick up my comics, do this podcast, and because we like superheroes, we read a lot of books on here. But if there's a Flash comic in that pile, it's usually one of the first ones I pick up, unless it's like an event or Daredevil. But <laughs> Dare Daredevil's a must pick up first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> Sadarsky's really good. So yeah, maybe if we'll we'll keep you guys updated on the podcast to see if Williamson will be writing a second book. And if he does, maybe we'll have him back on the podcast. Oh, that's, that would be cool. I'd, I mean, I'd love when, to have him back on. When it was announced that he was going to write his very short Justice League Odyssey run, we had him on before that was even out. And we even yeah. DC even sent us an issue of Odyssey early, and we got to interview him all about that. So that was a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe if he's announced for another book, we'll have to get him back on the show. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think we told him at the end of the interview, like, oh, we'd love to have you on again. And he said that he would do it again. So. He did. You're gonna have gonna have to try to uh, follow up on that. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm excited to see what he ends up on. And now I'm curious who's gonna end up writing the Flash because oh yeah, <laughs> honestly, I couldn't tell you a writer who I think fits the Flash right now. I mean, I would say I've, Jeff I've Johns got... again, but I mean he's so busy. <laughs> he's so busy, and he's already written so much Flash. I don't think they'd run go back to him. But 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder if they're going to try to go to someone a little bit newer. I mean, I don't think, oh God, Bendis, Bendis taking out another book. <laughs> um, but, but, but I don't know. I mean, I can't think there's not a writer that like immediately pops up to me that I'm like, oh, they're taking over the flash. Like definitely. I have one writer that pops up to me oh. for a bit of another news. Harley Quinn is, is ending around the same time oh, as Flash Sam is ending. Humphreys. Sam oh. Humphreys. I could see him writing Flash because he's been writing Harley Quinn for the past few years, which is ending the same month, August, that William Simmons can be off the Flash. So maybe Humphreys will go on there. I could huh. see that. He writes a fantastic Green Lantern run. I would highly recommend it. So Yeah, I, I really enjoyed his Green Lanterns. I thought that was a cool book. Um, so I could yeah, kind of see. I think... Hmm. Humphreys is really good at original characters. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, his book is not about original characters. It's about two characters. I think they're both created by Jeff Johns, actually. Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. But, like, he created the Phantom Lantern. And I love that character so much. And so I could see him creating some really cool Flash villains if he ends up taking the role. Well, so- something I've always felt about the Flash, and, like, I always thought, like, if I took over the book, what would I do? I think you kind of have to create villains. Mm-hmm. Even though the Flash has a great choice of villains, I think in order to make them non-repetitive, you have to kind of make your way and create your own. I think Williamson's done a good job of kind of creating his own uh, villains. Godspeed. And fixing his uh, own villains, too. Uh, I think but- <laughs> Godspeed wasn't the greatest at first, but he's turned Godspeed into a way better character than 2016 Godspeed. Yeah. So... Yeah, he has created some interesting characters. I do really like Avery, uh, the Flash well, of China. So, so I'm curious what characters are going to stay around after his run. Like, Avery seems to be pretty much in the new Flash fam, so I guess she'll be staying around. Uh, you remember Mina? She's been in prison, but yeah. they've shown her a few times throughout Williamson's run, even in prison. I, I wonder if she'll be around at all after uh, Williamson. The fact that you said, do you remember Mina? Makes me feel like we're not going to see her much. <laughs> okay, true, true. <laughs> Which sucks. I mean, I don't like when these characters are kind of put to the sidelines. What the heck is Simon Baz doing in the DC Universe right now? No one yeah, knows because he's put to the sidelines. I kind of, I want to see these characters shine more. Mina, however... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not really much of a character, so I, I would get her kind of being shelved, but... I don't know. I mean, I feel like her, Avery, and Wallace kind of have a connection, so I didn't know if they wanted to go any further with that. Or, Godspeed, you know. I can see sticking around for a bit. Uh, yeah. The current villain, oh, I forget his name already. Uh, Paradox. Paradox. I can see Paradox. Depending on how this arc ends, but I can see him popping up here and there. Uh, Williamson brought back Zoom. I don't think Zoom's going anywhere. He will take breaks here and there like because he's a big villain. This is what most big villains do you you don't pick up a batman comic and expect to see joker every issue so i think zoom will stick around in the dc universe for my 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 prediction i mean if you remember hunter's last comic he kind of sacrificed himself i predict that he's gonna show up in finish line oh yeah i could see that and i think and and i hope i think we're gonna get that uh wally and hunter uh interaction that we've been waiting for oh i hope so I mean, we you remember last, last time Hunter showed up, he said, uh, right before he sacrificed himself, he said, uh, and tell Wally, I'm sorry, I wish we could have stayed friends. And then he sacrifices himself. And it's like, I need him to tell Wally that. I mean, it's cool, <laughs> but I need him to it's say a good line. But yeah. I feel like Wally's kind of in Scott Snyder's hands right now with death metal. Oh, God, death metal. Well, he is a well in listen, I, there's a lot of problems I have with death metal, but it is going to have a flash uh, tie-in. Oh, I can see Williamson writing that, by the way. Oh, I hope so. 
I think he's the right person too. Got to be the choice for it, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. literally only makes sense. But uh, yeah, he's he's off the Flash. Who knows who the Flash writer will be? Uh, Maybe it'll be me. Maybe DC will just pop in my DM and be like, "Hey, you want to write the Flash starting in August?" I'll be like, "Yeah, sure." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, (laughs) going with news again before we get into actually talking about the comics. uh, I don't know if you read at the end of this week's comics there was a little interview about Death Metal. Did you read oh, it? I didn't read that. No, I did it because it was like five pages long. So it's an interview with Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo talking about Death Metal, the metal sequel that's coming out this April. <laughs> I think it's gonna it's it's delayed for sure, but it's coming out really soon, and it's basically them yeah. just mostly teasing. Uh, mm. So main things to take from this is Wonder Woman is the main character, and that okay. which we kind of expected for the most part. Other characters are mostly to the side, but of course, a Trinity will all pay play an important role um superman will has a his arm is made of like dark side it's dark side's arm apparently like it's not oh. just like he got strong greg capole describes it as it is dark side's arm so it's like all right um to quote snyder here the thing that caught me the most is i'm just going to read this what he says about a question saying um so the question was Fans have already seen Wonder Woman and her chainsaw of truth. What can you say about the role she plays? Is she a lead character? Scott Snyder said, She's the perfect person for the story. When the story starts, the heroes are in a very bad place. We start in a place that's going to really shock you, and it's a place where not only we find out out to discover the truth about not only what happened, but the kinds of terrible things the villains have done over the years that have gone by. So that meaning there may be a time jump when the story begins. And the truth about what we've done in other stories. Other stories that we will talk about in this will be Event Leviathan and Doomsday Clock. Wonder Woman is the perfect character to go after the truth, whether it's a lasso or better yet, a chainsaw. So it looks like DC has realized... Um, stopping the quote here. This is me now. It looks like DC's realized... <laughs> well, well, that... well I, had a feel, I had a feeling that uh, Scott Snyder wasn't saying. So, it's, so it looks like DC's realizing. <laughs> it looks like they realize that things are a little confusing what's going on, whether it's Leviathan, Doomsday Clock, when does this take place, when does that take place? And Death Metal's going to answer that. It's very interesting because it even they've highlighted the word Doomsday Clock here, but they didn't highlight Event Leviathan in this issue. So it looks like a lot of Doomsday Clock things will tie into this. We kind of expect it because Greg Capullo did post a sketch of Dr. Manhattan on his Instagram yeah. like a few months ago, but Death Metal is going to explain Doomsday Clock apparently. So... Oh boy. <laughs> Interesting. What better yeah, person to uh, do it but Scott Skyer? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm excited. Um, anyway, uh, you want to get into the comics? Yeah, sure. Feels so nice to say that again, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> we haven't said that um, in a while. Anyway, uh, I only read Justice League this week. Uh, Hunter read Justice League and Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, Justice League was a pretty interesting issue this week. I actually um, liked it. Maybe it's just because yeah. it's a new comic. <laughs> yeah, and well, and the art was great, by the way. Oh yeah, fantastic. Art um, was uh, the art was by. Whoa, do you see what his name is? <laughs> no. Okay, uh, it's an X. Z- I'm sorry for butchering this artist's name. He's fantastic. It is Zermanico. Oh. No yeah, last name. Zermanico. No last name. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So he's actually kind of got like a monopole style. I actually thought it was a monopole when I first read the issue. 
Oh, really? I yeah. Kinda, I kind of like it. It reminds me of, oh, I forget his name, the guy who did most of Nightwing Rebirth, and he did a little bit of Titans issues, too. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I forget his name. I, I'm blanking on name, but I know who you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so so what do you think of the uh, kind of league interactions with the kind of getting things off their chest and Superman saying the thing that everyone's always been thinking? <laughs> yeah, so in this issue, there's these creatures that kind of can control the league to make them say what they feel but are hiding, maybe? So I thought that was interesting, except for uh, Aquaman's. I thought his was a little odd. <laughs> So Batman says, Clark, you you held a press conference to announce to the world that you're Superman, and he didn't run it by me first. So that kind of makes sense. I mean, secret identity is a big deal to Batman, and it's kind of interesting that Batman would just like, oh, let's check the news. Oh, God, my best friend just revealed his identity. <laughs> so I understand that. Um, Superman's the one thing you were talking about is I'm always carrying the rest of you. So, yeah. It's which, which is like that's like an old like uh on seinfeld uh jerry, jerry seinfeld used to talk about that he's a huge superman fan and he's like what does superman actually need the justice league for i mean he's like 99 percent of the power which is like yeah. always been like a funny joke uh but yeah superman actually says that in this issue i was like oh wow robert venditti the writer he took the risk of saying the unspeakable <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean personally as someone who's been reading comics for years I find that Superman does not carry the team. I think he is probably the most powerful. I think if they were all to fight, I think if they were going all out, I think Flash would be the strongest. But I think Superman doesn't necessarily carry the full team. I think he needs the team. Maybe not Batman. I think Batman is kind of portrayed a little OP at times. But I don't know. I I like how he says that, though. It it creates some interesting conflict. The thing that I like the most out of all these is Jon Stewart, Green Lantern. Uh Ah. Which he says to Batman, he says, "Um, because everything is about you, right, Bruce? I love the Green Lantern corpse, but somehow you think you always belong in the driver's seat. The rest of us are just passengers. I like that. And we talked about this a while ago, who should lead the Justice League. I think we talked about this like a year ago on the podcast. And we both kind of thought that Jon Stewart would be a good leader because he led the Green Lantern Corps. So, yeah, and it's interesting that Venditti, who made that decision, is now writing Justice League. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that conflict. Aquaman's the one that I was like, eh. He just looks at Wonder Woman and says, you're always judging me, Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, that that just came out of left field to me because I'm like, uh, when? <laughs> yeah. I If I were him, I'd... Like, if I were writing this, I would talk about at the start of New 52 where everyone didn't like Aquaman. He, they thought yeah. of him as the outsider. But that was just, I mean, they've grown to like him. But the start of New 52, 2011, they made Aquaman an outsider. So, but here it's just, he's putting his blame on Wonder Woman. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then even Wonder Woman talks about, like, being the only woman on the team. I thought hers was going to be something more about, like, how... Um, like everyone on the team has their moral code and you all judge me like that. I, you know, don't kill. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I thought, I thought that could be more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we're talking the post Snyder justice league where a lot of heroes are technically league members now. Even hot. Yeah, yeah exa- exactly. Exactly. So talks about like being the only woman on the team. It's like, ah, oh, well the justice league kind of fluctuates members anyway. Yeah, and even if we're talking main members, hot girls on the team. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like, eh. but the other ones are cool. Especially Batman suits also really cool on this. I'm looking at that now. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I was sun, actually but... just looking at that again too. He's got like a little bit of a collar going on. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Red Sun, but with some kind of yellow highlights. Red uh, Sun without the Russian accent. <laughs> I think I like the ending the best of this of them all talking to each other, but I also really like the crash landing. I thought that was uh-huh. really cool. So they're in a ship. They start to get attacked. So Batman says, like, I like how he his order. He said, flyers, get them out. So Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman fly out to take care of the ship. But the ship is damaged so much that uh, Batman warns Flash, like, we got to brace for impact here. And you get this really cool splash page of Wonder Woman catching the ship. So it's cool. I like this issue a lot. I, I miss comics, and I'm glad they're back. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to add with this? No, that's pretty much it. I'm just happy that comics are back. But uh, yeah, no, it was an enjoyable issue. Yeah. Would you rate it? Uh, probably like a solid like uh, eight. It was, it was fun. Yeah, I'd say two. Oh, the ending too. Spectre's back. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen him yeah. since Metal, I think. Is that right? I thought we... Metal one. I can't think of an appearance that he's made since. Was he not in Heroes in Crisis for a panel of? Uh... Well, he might have been. I thought he might have been in a panel. Somebody's got to fact check me on that. But I thought he was in Heroes in Crisis for one panel. Maybe. I can't remember, but he's back. I mean, one of the most powerful DC characters. Yeah. Um, Red Hood, real quick. I read this before, Justice League, and I was very lost. So Justice League, it's a new arc. It begins. But Red Hood, it's like halfway through an arc. And not reading the last issue for like three months now. Something like that. I was very confused when I started reading it. I should have did a refresher or something. But I think Red Hood and Bizarro, they're in New Mexico. And there's these zombie people that they're fighting. But like the first page, or one of the first pages, is a little flashback first, is Red Hood shooting a zombie. Like, oh, okay, what's going on? (laughs) And he's not wearing a suit either. It's just Jason Todd shooting a guy. And so, I mean, the issue felt like just a fight scene issue. Art was good. Not much happened. But the main thing I got from him was, what is going on the whole issue? <laughs> and it even ended with a tease of Trigon, and the whole time I was like, I don't really understand. Plus, it's still, I mean, I've been enjoying Red Hood Outlaw for the most part, but it's still doing the Year of the Villain arc. So, I'm, you know, he's still talking about how this takes place before Justice Do More. So, they're talking about how, like, Lex Luthor's going to take over and stuff like that, so... It's a little light, so I I thought it was okay in the end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Does does it feel like Lobdell's built building to his finale on Red Hood? Because wasn't there like the either rumors or like confirmation that he's done on Red Hood after fifty or something like that? Yeah, there are rumors. It's forty five now. Doesn't feel like he's built into anything. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I we mean, interviewed him, and he said that he doesn't like to plan ahead. Yeah. So. True. But but I like he's been writing Red Hood for Since nine years now, so yeah. you know it would feel like if he is gonna finish, he would go out on like a big bang. But so far, no. <laughs> it just seems like your basic Red Hood arc: zombies in Mexico, take him out, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Those are the comics of the week. Yeah, ne- next week there are uh, supposed to be more comics, so it'll be a little bit a little bit of a longer apparently, section. But uh, yeah, apparently two Flash comics too. So yeah so i'm excited about that yeah we'll review Uh, both of them um but now we'll talk about star girl episode one uh star girl's new show uh on both dc universe and the cw uh it's about of course star girl from uh the jsa and from the stars and stripe comics 
um, <laughs> by Jeff Johns. I know this is a project that is very close to Jeff Johns's heart. It was one of one of, if not his first comic that he ever did, and uh, it's mo- the Courtney is modeled after his sister, I believe. Yeah, um, she died in a plane crash. So yes, yes, that's what it is. I, I, I was trying to think. Wait, is it was it his daughter or his sister? But yeah, it's yeah, his sister, sister, Courtney, who I believe even like looks like her, looks like Star Girl, kind uh, of, and, yeah. And it's like modeled after her, and they even put a picture of her in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought post that, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Courtney Whitmore, Stargirl, if you've read any JSA comics from the 2000s or Stars and Stripe, you'll know all about her. Have you ever read Stars and Stripe, Hunter? I have not, but I've read JSA comics, so I knew the character. Yeah, yeah Stars and Stripe is pretty cool. It's uh, it's a young Jeff on it, which is interesting. I mean, his writing style, it feels a bit different back then, but it's still very good. I, I still really enjoy it. They're actually putting it, I haven't read it in a while, but they're putting it in one trade which i'm not sure if it's already out but there's a like a star girl trade that collects all of stars and stripes so i'll definitely have to pick that up uh, okay i'll check it out but uh any anyway um jeff wrote this episode so i know it's definitely special to him and of course me loving jeff i gotta check it out yeah and uh (laughs) yeah it was was a pretty enjoyable episode it was very piloty it was very very you know it, it, it was very cw slash you know your typical uh, like DC teen, yeah, pilot. Teen DC show. Um, it reminded me actually a lot of like the Smallville pilot. Like, oh, things, totally. Th- th- things go together very conveniently, but you know, you buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's <laughs> like, cheesy. Uh, like the redhead bully being the villain's son. I was like, that, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I Watching it felt like I was in maybe 2006. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it does feel like kind of like an older show, but um, I, I thought it's pretty cool. Um, so far, I think that uh, the acting was pretty good between, um, I believe her name's Becca playing Courtney. Uh, yeah, she was good, and uh, the one playing Stripesy, I, I forget what his name is. Him? But, Do you recognize yeah, his voice? Well, he's done a lot of stuff. Like he's like I always think of him from old school, which is like a Will Ferrell movie, but. Oh, uh, yeah. what, what, what's his voice? Well, I recognize his voice so much that I looked him up. He's Owen Wilson's brother. He sounded like Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, really? Wait, he's Owen Wilson's brother? Yeah, I he is. Because oh. I'm like, he sounds so much like Owen Wilson, and he kind of looks like him, too. So I looked it up, and he's his brother. <laughs> so... Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so... I, I was uh, surprised to see uh, Joel McHale as uh, Starman. Um, if you don't know Joel McHale. He's like a comedian. Uh, he he used to do the show that my mom watched all the time. So I've seen like a ton of him as a kid. Uh, but anyway, um, he plays Starman. I remember him talking about like how he had a role in this. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But I expect him to be like a side character. He's actually Starman. So I was like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. No, like, he's, um, again, like he's not like a main character. From community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, never mind. I do recognize him. I was going to say, I don't think I've seen him in anything. But now I do. <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, he had a little bit of comedy moments at the beginning, which I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. I thought I kind of, like, I mean, he's, first few minutes is basically the GSA, quote-unquote, dying. They could still come mm. back. And you see him, like, he's doing his last breaths, and he's quipping. Which I was, yeah. That was a little odd. It kind of gets rid of the mood a little bit, but, I mean, the, that's that was probably my favorite part of the whole show, though, was the beginning with the GSA. You see Jay Garrick's helmet at one point. Uh, yeah. I was naming the heroes before they were shown fully. Like, oh, hey, there's Iron Man. There's Wildcat. It's it's cool seeing that. Um, yeah. 
again, though, it's a TV budget. So. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a TV budget. Some of the CGI was a little questionable, but Easter egg galore. I mean, there was so much. There was so oh, much yeah. going on. Of like, uh, you know, if you're a JSA fan, your eyes were popping off because there was just so much going on at once. But uh, yeah, this this feels like it's going to be one of those things that like if this show goes on for a while and leads to like a big JSA crossover, it's going to be like remembered. Like remember what they did in the pilot when they teased all this has finally come to fruition. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm kind of interested to see uh where it goes i mean it's a little cheesy but i i know i think i could put up with it uh, i'm not a big tv watcher so i'll probably wait till the season's over to get back into it yeah but, that's fair i'm probably the same way but it, 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 it seems pretty interesting i would recommend at least giving the pilot a watch see if it's for you it um i don't know if it was for me though i don't know if i'll continue or not i'll probably watch yeah. the first three and then decide yeah, well, so I don't like to judge solely based off pilots because even shows that I like, sometimes I'll watch the pilot and I'll be like, that doesn't represent the show at all. Yeah. So, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested more for like the JSA stuff to see like what it can build to. Me too. I mean, the picture that is shown in this of the JSA together, that was awesome. It was very Alex yeah. Ross. So yeah. I want to see that build. But from what I've seen so far... I feel like the target audience is a little younger, like young Definitely. Teens. Definitely. So I don't know. I don't even watch The Flash anymore. So again, like I, I watch shows, but I don't know if I could keep up with this week. Yeah, I, I don't I don't watch any of the CW shows. I barely watch any TV shows. I'm more of a movie guy, but Same. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Like I said, I think I'll wait till season one's over and then kind of dive back in, into it if I hear a lot of good things. But uh, yeah, I'll probably yeah. do the same thing. I mean, it was enjoyable for what it is. It is a pilot in the end, but I've been rewatching Daredevil. <laughs> so that's not a good thing to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it's hard to compare like a top tier, you know. Yeah, I mean, like you want. I'm on season three of Daredevil too, so you're oh, watching <laughs> again. So yeah, you're on you're on S tier right now. Yeah, so I'm watching like an episode of that, and then you go to Stargirl, and it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely a different vibe. But um, I think if you're into JSA comics, you're, if you're into Stargirl as a character, if you're into kind of like the CW formula, I think you'll enjoy this. Chances are in year or two she will cross over with the other shows flash and legends and supergirl and all that well well i really want because they went to blue valley nebraska which is the home of wally west of course i would love a flash at least an easter egg or something i mean jeff writing come on throw me a bone here (laughs) oh yeah that's that's a good point maybe they could say like even if it's you don't have to have have an actor play him just mention like oh the, the west family used to live here but they moved to keystone yeah, like yeah exactly exactly oh oh uh, uh yeah the track team was uh led by wally west <laughs> yeah he, he, he plays first at nationals exactly like so do, do something like that it'll be nice i mean again i, I might not even see it <laughs> yeah i'll see an instagram post about it and then be like oh okay <laughs> yeah but yeah but, star uh, girl was it's hard to judge it's a pilot yeah in the end. yeah it's just a pilot i, I feel like you just kind of got to watch it for yourself but i i enjoyed it for what it's worth Mm-hmm. And I would I would return at the end of the first season just to keep going and be like, okay, let's see if it's worth it. But yeah, as of now, it's very cheesy. It's very early 2000s, but some of you might like that. I mean, a lot of people like the original Spider-Man movies, including us. So if you kind of like that style, I wouldn't say it's that style, but it's in. it feels like it's in that era. I feel yeah. like it would have been really it, successful. It reminds me a that. lot of like season one Smallville. Like that's that's the vibes I was getting. So yeah, exactly. I was even getting vibes from season one Flash and Supergirl and Arrow and maybe not Arrow, but yeah. Supergirl and Flash for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
Which so. is this quirky main character in this big city or small city in this case. Yeah. Getting to know Str- themselves. Struggling in their workplace or school place. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and learning more about what their power will be. Mm-hmm, exactly. They They're get their powers. Finding, finding the... an old mentor who knows a lot about the powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just wait till you get the guy in the chair, the nerdy friend that knows yeah, everything, yeah. that does pop culture references. <laughs> well, well, I'm already guessing uh, at the lunch table, uh, the one that said hi to her will probably be part of the team. And you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's going to make a lot of pop culture references. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. There. Oh, this is, so, this is totally like this old movie with the marshmallow guy. You mean Ghostbusters? Yeah. Ghostbusters. That's not an old movie. It'll be a scene like that. Yep. And you're going to have her with a headset on looking at a computer. Okay, go left here. No, no, not that left. The other left. Something like that. (laughs) Damn, we already spoiled the next few episodes. Yeah, we did. (laughs) But uh, anyway, um, it's on the CW if you want to watch or DC Universe if you have that. And uh, yeah, that's Stargirl. And that's pretty much the show. Yeah. Uh, So thanks for listening to us talk about Snyder Cut and comics and Stargirl and all that good stuff. It was a longer episode than I thought it would be. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate a five-star review or whatever you feel we're worth. I would hope that you think we're five stars. Uh, if you're listening <laughs> anywhere else, we appreciate a follow or subscribe. And for Hero Story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What? <laughs>